Okay, we're clear. All right. We're in the post show. Uh, definitely could have oh. used another hour. <laughs> <laughs> but we did want to talk about something that we were a little privy to before we went live. And that is you had an experience at UTMB right before the race that maybe not so fun um, and maybe glad you had insurance. I don't know how that works, but Heidi, what happened the Wednesday before you started racing? So the Wednesday before the race, we spent about seven hours at the hospital. Um, but it really goes back to like Sunday. So Sunday before the, we left, I was like, I'm not really feeling very great, but I didn't know what it was. And I thought, you know, maybe I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm going to be traveling, like leaving your kids. Right. Totally makes sense. Um, and then actually we went to the airport because we were supposed to fly out on Sunday and, um, our flight was delayed, which meant that we weren't going to make our connecting flight. So we actually didn't even get to leave on time. So we had to come home and then fly on the the following day. So the whole beginning of the trip was like, oh my gosh, what is even happening right now? So, but at that point I was kind of like, well, I feel really not good. So maybe this is better that I can sleep in my own bed tonight and we'll go tomorrow. So we get up in the morning, leave and the whole flight. I'm like, ugh, I just don't really feel that good. Um, And it was like, oh, my belly hurts so bad. And it hurts really bad around my belly button. And it's hurting really bad to the lower right. 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 The scary, like, oh, my gosh, maybe my appendix burst. Right. So so we arrived Tuesday and we're like, okay, we're going to. I don't feel good, but it's okay. Maybe it's just traveling stuff. Like it's fine. We go for a little run. We're going for a run. My sorry, everybody, if this is TMI, but my abdomen was like, so swollen and distended. It was, it looked like I was like six months pregnant. Oh no. And it hurt so bad. So I'm on a flat run thinking, oh, there's no way. Like what am I going to do? And just thinking, okay, it's only Tuesday. Maybe this is going to be okay. Wednesday, we get up, we do like a small run hike and come back down. And I'm still like, I'm not feeling very good. And Craig Thornley was like, Heidi, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And he goes, this seems like something that you don't want to mess with. And so then he's messaging me, Joe Steinmetz has a friend here in town that he met who's a doctor. And he said that he works at this clinic and you can call him. So it was like, okay, Joe thinks I need to go to the doctor. Craig thinks I need to go to the doctor. Taylor thinks I need to go to the doctor. I know I need to go to the doctor. I'm just being stubborn about it because I don't want someone to tell me like you can't do the race. Mm -hmm. So we go to the clinic that this doctor works at. He wasn't in, but he said, just go. Somebody will help you. We arrive and they say, we could see you in like three and a half hours. I'm like, well, whatever. It's right here in town. That's fine. And they said, tell me what the problem is. I tell them and they said, oh, you need to go over to our emergency department. So we go over to the emergency department and then the emergency department, I tell them what's happening. And they say, oh, we can't help you here. You need blood work. You need an ultrasound. And we don't have any of those things here. Mm -hmm. You need to go to Solange, another town. So then we have to find a way to get to Solange because we didn't rent a car. And there's no bus to Solange. So we find a taxi driver who will drive us to this other town, like 35 minutes away. 
we go there. Taylor's with me and he's talking to the driver and the driver and I'm feeling better, but not great at this point. That's, you know, swelling and everything has like started to go down, but it's still not a hundred percent. And so, and it still really hurt bad. So it's like, okay, I better get this checked out. So we say to the taxi driver, can you come, would you be able to come back and pick us up? And he says, yes, I'll come and get you in the morning. And we're like, no, 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 we're not staying here tonight. Like, right. can you come back in like two hours? And he says, oh, I don't think you understand how it works in France. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I go in, check in and wait for, I don't know, maybe about an hour before I'm seen by a nurse who takes blood and has me do some other tests and then has me go back into the waiting room. And then about another hour later, they call me back and I'm now like in a bed with the doctor. Um, and she's feeling around and she's like, okay, yeah, we need to see what your tests say. And then we're oh. going to, and then we're going to do an ultrasound. So we really were just at the hospital waiting for a really long time to get the tests. And finally, after maybe like five hours or something, I was like, Hey, and there's a, you know, there's a communication gap because I don't speak French and I can't expect that other people speak English. I'm in another country. I'm in France. Right. Yeah. And so I'm trying to talk to them and say, do you know about my tests like this, that? And so then another doctor comes in and says to me, your tests, I just got your tests and your tests look great. Like nothing's wrong. No white cells, like everything's fine let me feel around. So he's like feeling and he's like, I don't know though. Like something still doesn't seem right to me. Like we need to do the ultrasound. So then I have an ultrasound and the ultrasound technician, um, is not an ultrasound technician over there. That was interesting too. You know, here it's like, that's their job and they won't tell you anything because they're not allowed to. And then the doctor does, but they're the ultrasound person is a doctor, but that's just their specialty. And so she was like looking at everything and telling me what was going on. So anyways, my appendix is fine. It was totally fine. I had some sort of infection in my small intestine. No idea where it came from, but my small intestine was what was swelling and causing inflammation in my gut. So they gave me antibiotics. And so I had to start a course of antibiotics um, there at the hospital and up until the race. And I mean, I get whatever it was, two days of antibiotics was enough because on Friday morning, I was like, I feel fantastic. Like it was crazy. That is crazy. But like antibiotics are so cool. Sometimes it like takes 24 hours sometimes. And they're like, you might not be like all the way better, but like things are better. So, right. And so it was, it was amazing. Like I, I was not happy to have spent half a day at the hospital but I'm so happy that I spent half a day at the hospital. And it was awesome too, that they insisted on checking everything, even though like my blood work and stuff like that all looked okay. They saw the inflammation. And so they were like, Oh, there's an infection in there. Cause there's no other reason for it to be that way. So I started the antibiotics and by, uh, on Thursday, I felt a little bit better. And by Friday I was like, man, I feel awesome. And I slept though. So much. Mm. On Thursday night, I went to bed at nine and I didn't get up until 1030 on Friday morning. And Taylor had left to go 
for a run and I had to go pick up my race number at 11 and I woke up at 1030 and I was like, oh shoot, I guess I better go get ready for the race. (laughs) But I think like all of it ended up really kind of making everything come together because it was like, well, had I not maybe been sick, I maybe would have been on my feet more and been like more active because I felt so good and you don't want to miss out because you're only going to be there for so long. But instead I, I spent some decent time resting and off my feet. And maybe that was also too, why I was able to stay awake for two nights. I don't know, but it was yeah. definitely like, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? Well, yeah. And I was just thinking about like, if it's a gut issue, you probably weren't eating or drinking as much as you should have before a race. And, but then on the flip side, as a mom, getting that much sleep hasn't probably happened in nine years. So absolutely not. Right. Right. So there's a lot of things like moms can deal with a lack of something, but if you cover the base of one thing like sleep, then maybe you can go without a little water. You know? No, it really I really feel like it, I mean, obviously it all worked out cause I made, I closed the loop and that was the most important thing to me. But I think it's funny how sometimes things end up coming together in a way that you weren't really expecting. Right. I would not think that being in the hospital in a foreign country two days before the race and ha- you know, all this stuff would have made for optimal race conditions. But again, maybe getting all that extra sleep and having all that extra time, like sitting in that hospital bed and being off my feet allowed me to have the rest I needed to feel good on Friday and actually then be able to stay up and stay awake for those two days. Yeah. Wow. Well, your finish is even more amazing in the context, (laughs) (laughs) but I would love to go back and do it without spending a day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I mean, the good thing there was a 6 p.m. start time, then you had that whole extra day as opposed oh, to like if you had to start at 5 a.m. on Friday or something. Totally. That would have, in that circumstance, that would have been really rough. Mm. Yeah. So it worked out. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and yeah. then I do have one question. It was shared all over social media. You are the cover photo of the UTMP <laughs> race emotions video. Um, And my goodness, there are a range of emotions there. Some people are like, look scared to death. Some are contemplative. Some are like, let's get this show on the road. Some are thoughtful. Some are crying. Um, So you looked in that video. It was about eight seconds into the clip. It flashes on you. Your eyes are open. It looks like you kind of take a breath. You close your eyes. Can you just talk to us about if you remember what was going through your head at that moment? I, in that moment, I think I was honestly just overwhelmed with like, uh, just this feeling of gratitude that I could be there because it's not lost on me that it, not everybody gets to do that. And so it was just sort of this like last quiet, like, I am so thankful that I get to be here. And now it's time for me to focus and get this job done. And, uh, it, it was a quick close of the eyes, but a lot of things flashed through your mind, like so grateful, so thankful to be here. So thankful for all of the people that supported me in getting here that sent me messages, you know, hearing my son tell me that he was proud of me before I even started having Taylor give me that last hug and say, 
I'm so proud of you, you know? And I, yeah. I'm like, I haven't done anything and it's like, but you have, cause you're there and you're, you're going for it. So it's that last, like, um, I'm, I'm meant to be here. I get to be here and I, and I deserve to be here and I'm going to soak it all in. And now when I open my eyes, I'm going to be ready because it's going to be time to go. Perfect. I love it. Um, and just to kind of close the gap on or close the loop on our conversation, you were talking about in the beginning about trail running, you get hours alone, you know, uh, around here, at least. Did you get hours alone on that course? Definitely not. <laughs> you, you definitely do not. I was never alone, which is crazy to think about because it is 109 miles. And there was not a time that there were not other runners around me. It definitely thins out to where you go from having, you know, a hundred people directly in front of you and a hundred people directly behind you to there's five or 10 people around you, Mm -hmm. but you have someone there all the time. And, um, there's some comfort in that considering that you don't have a pacer, you know? And so, you know, that you're not out there alone and, you might not speak the same language, but you're all out there with a common goal and, uh, you have your name on your bib. And so people will just tell you, Ale, you know, Ale, Ale, Heidi. And, and everybody's trying to speak French to each other, even though most of us don't speak French, but that was the, you know, the common thing. And so you have these people around you. Um, and even though there were people around you, it was quiet. It was quiet a lot because I think everybody was very focused on making it to that finish line. I love it. I love it. Oh, awesome. What an experience. (laughs) Yeah. Incredible. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Especially since it's so fresh. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was excited to be able to talk about it, you know, right away. It's, I feel like there are things that, um, I've lost already because it, because I was tired Mm-hmm. Um, so I did spend a significant amount of the plane ride writing things down because I don't want to forget and I, not that I'll ever forget, but I want to remember some of those real specific things. 